I'm sure at some point growing up in church, we sang the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, that hymn we sang earlier. Um, But I don't remember singing it until college. There was this uh, particular semester that was not going well. Um, Academically, it was a disaster. Um, Relationships were a disaster. Every direction seemed like it was just not going any way. And so I stopped in church for an Advent service. I think it was a noon Wednesday service, like so many churches do. And I probably was avoiding studying more than anything else. I have often used religion to escape from difficult things. And so I went to church and then at least could justify how I was spending my time. But there we were, and it was maybe seven or eight of us on a Wednesday afternoon. And the priest invited us to sing stanza two of hymn 56 only. She was sticking to one verse per day in the season of Advent. And so without accompaniment in this simple little chapel, we sang a little bit tentatively, O come thou wisdom from on high who orderest all things mightily, to us the path of knowledge show and teach us in her ways to go. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. We stopped there, and with the echo in that small chapel, I I wanted it to go on. I could see the other verses, and I wanted to sing them too. And So after we left that service, I sang those verses. I sang them again and again and again. There was something about that hymn, there is something about that hymn that for me expresses a kind of quiet joy, even in its mournfulness. It's a kind of sad hopefulness. Um, a a realization all at once of of sin and despair, of redemption and new life. It's all there in those words, in those tones, in the way that that hymn sort of carries us. Little did I know then that I had stumbled upon an age-old spiritual practice of what some have called singing our O's. Those words we sang in the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, are based on what are called the O antiphons. An antiphon is, of course, a a sentence that comes before and after a psalm or a canticle or something else. Um, The O antiphons are a particular series of song antiphons that then have been compiled to make this hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Initially, in the Middle Ages, the O antiphons were used before and after the singing of the Magnificat, Mary's song, during those days leading up to Christmas. There's a sense of longing in the hymn. Come, come and teach, come and redeem, come and deliver, come and lead, come and enlighten, Come and save. Just come. Come, God, and be with us. Be with me. Be with those in pain. Come with healing. 
Come with love, come with joy, come with some sign of your presence. Come with new life. It's an enormous prayer. In some ways, it's the only prayer, isn't it? (laughs) Probably for that reason. It's one of the oldest prayers of the Christian church. Come, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. At the end of the revelation to John, after all sorts of craziness breaks loose in John's vision, all he can say at the end is, come, Lord Jesus, come. In the scriptures we heard a few minutes ago, we heard a song of hopefulness, of, of light coming in the midst of darkness. And then we heard words of brutal honesty. <laughs> Lazarus has died. Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha, And so Mary and Martha, they both say that prayer that we sang. Come, come God, come Jesus, come and do something. When Jesus arrives, they really let him have it. Both of them say independently, Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. I love that scripture because it shows us the honesty of prayer. It teaches us how to pray, which is to be honest with God, who is praying with us and within us, even as we utter or try to get our thoughts and words together. So often we've had that same prayer. Lord, if you'd been there, the accident wouldn't have happened. If you had been here, this person would not have gotten cancer. God, where were you? If you had been here, we would have this person a little longer till she could see her grandchild or till he could celebrate that anniversary or on and on and on. Lord, if you had been here. It's a great question. We live out all our lives this side of heaven. And yet I think the answer in heaven is the same answer that Jesus gave his friends, Martha and Mary. I am resurrection and I am life. Somehow in those simple words and that simple truth, there is all that we need. Resurrection and life in Jesus. Somehow, some way, someday, sometime, That's the Christian hope. That's the hope for which we light candles. That's the hope for which we sing or or pray or quietly utter or scream out, Come, Lord Jesus. Come, God, be with us. Mary and Martha, teach us that it's completely appropriate to grieve as long as we need to in our own way. There are no stages of grief. It perhaps never ends. It simply changes. It changes. A friend of mine said the other day that she realized that it had been 30 years since her daughter died. And it surprised her a little bit, because had you asked her, she might have said it was 20-something. Time began to heal a little bit, but after 20, 25, 30 years. 
So the message of this gospel, the message of these prayers, the message of this afternoon is in part to be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with those around you. Be gentle with all of those everywhere who grieve, who who suffer, who wait, and who watch. Healing comes. Christ comes. Joy breaks forth in the morning, but sometimes it's a long evening. Yesterday morning, a few of us gathered together here for a quiet day, a quiet time to to pray and to think about this season ahead. Uh, We were looking at the life of Thomas Merton and read some of his poetry together. In particular, we read this poem by Merton called simply Advent. Charm with your stainlessness these winter nights, skies, and be perfect. Fly, vivider, in the fiery dark, you quiet meteors, and disappear. You moon, be slow to go down, this is your full. The four white roads make off in silence toward the four parts of the starry universe. Time falls like manna at the corners of the wintry earth. We have become more humble than the rocks, more wakeful than the patient hills. Charm with your stainlessness these nights in Advent, holy spheres, while minds as meek as beasts stay close at home in the sweet hay, and intellects are quieter than the flocks that feed by starlight. O pour your darkness and your brightness over all our solemn valleys, you skies, and travel like the gentle virgin toward the planet's stately setting. O white, full moon, as quiet as Bethlehem. In these days, in these nights of darkness and brightness, may Christ's light shine on us, and shine within us with a sure and steady sense of God's presence, of Christ's eternal and ever-present life and light, who whispers in our ear and in our hearts, I am resurrection and I am life. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.